Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Weekly Word Podcast. I'm Chris Hout, AIM Coach, and this is episode 136. And the Weekly Word Podcast is an ultra-endurance resource. On this podcast, we talk more than just training. Each episode, I try to dive into all the aspects of ultra-endurance. Besides the training modality, we also talk recovery, nutrition, mindset, and sleep. Of course, we also talk about strength. I train some of the most extreme ultra-endurance athletes in the world. But, and here's the nuance, most of them also have a full-time job and family. And we're working from home, and we're homeschooling, and, and, and. Not only are the adventures of these athletes extreme, but they all went pro in something other than ultra-endurance. And today we're going to talk about mindset. I believe that mindset in this current environment will become more and more important as we navigate through this time of adversity and we try to envision ourselves on the other side of this. To make it through this current crisis and return to somewhat of a new normal, we will need to be resilient. Together though, through this podcast, we can make this possible. Set up an atmosphere, a culture of making this possible. And I believe two factors based off of what I've been reading, are important. People and perspective. These are the two aspects that require our daily focus. Much of this revolves around resilience. And in order to be resilient through these times and this crisis, since it will be longer than any of us imagined, is a high level of confidence in our abilities, disciplined routines, and a good support network. I hope through our conversations here, we work on all three in some manner. So first, a high level in our abilities is clearly our training and the progress we see in it, the joy we have in it, and the perspective we take from it. By our continued daily work ethic, we ever so gently build this confidence and with it our resolve. By our continued daily work ethic, the quiet professional way we go about our day, the matter-of-fact way, the of-course-I-will way, because-we-said-we-would way. This also creates the environment and culture of, the second point, disciplined routines. Much of our current environment is out of our control. But just like I preach in the ultra-endurance events we all do, we can and want to focus on the controllables. Our daily training is controllable. It's a set prescription to be completed and after makes us feel good, accomplished, and as though at least we got this piece done today. We go through our day knowing that we have this, at least this, something that we had an agency in and executed, maybe not perfectly, but at least executed, successfully, we hope. And this allows us to give more have more energy for the third aspect, our support network. The more we give, the more we receive. It's a virtuous cycle. But I do observe daily that it starts with us, our confidence, joy, vitality, and overall resilience that emanates to and for others. They feed off of this and return or give to others in their network. And so we feel good and build more resilience. Support is also us, all of us in this community, all of you listening, 
and I hope you are all pulling some support from this podcast. I care for all of you. I hear you and want to hear more. Please let me know what's on your mind, what I can discuss here for you. How can I help you with your schedule, with your routine, with your progression? You have all taken on more lately. In too many ways I can pretend to list, but also in financial concerns and burdens. Yet despite all this, I fully believe in all of you being resilient. You show it under other stressful times. You've gotten it done before, and I have faith in that you will all get it done now and over the next few months as well. No matter what was the past as well, we can start today with our resilience for tomorrow. Now, I also don't want you to push too hard through this. You might be quite resilient toward the training, controlling the controllables, but I also want us to avoid burning out. We have a ways to go, so please remember to be tactical about your energy. Remember, strategy is overarching, is the big picture. Tactics is the daily execution, or is actually the execution of the strategy, if you look at it from a military aspect. The strategy is to be resilient. That's the overarching theme. But being tactical is the day-to-day execution of that strategy. Be aware that you are focusing your energy properly and, of course, eating well, recovering well, and getting good sleep. Resilience is a behavior over time, so let's remain efficient in our energy output to be the endurance athletes we are. The last thing I would want to hear is, I was being resilient every day, pushing through, grinding, and then I hit a wall and I have nothing more to give. This is a long game. For many of my athletes, that is what I'm here for, to help increase resilience through these times, not just by training, but by guiding them through conversations, actions, and routines. I will be asking my athletes this week on our Zoom call to share positive experiences in this time, compare challenges they have gone through and how they are dealing with them, and how they imagine themselves on the other side of this, basically what they've learned during this crisis and what they can still apply when things kick back to somewhat of normal. What I mean is what they will take from this time and still apply what still will be a part of them on the other side of this. I also encourage you to think about these questions and share them with someone, maybe a training partner via Zoom or Skype or the proper proper physical distance, maybe a loved one or a friend that has no idea of the craziness we do. The last part of this discussion is important as we want to all feel, discuss, envision, be reminded of that things will stabilize again and who we will be when this adversity ends and how we have improved. Studies have shown that this fear and anxiety we are experiencing due to this virus can make us more narrow-minded and less creative for solutions to a lot of our problems. So discussions and alternative ideas, sharing, contemplating with others helps. You all know I read a lot of Stoicism, and within that philosophy is a key concept, accepting things as they are. I talked to my athletes quite directly last week on our Zoom call about this crisis taking longer than expected. 
about how there will be no return to normal for a long time, especially no bigger events like an Ironman or larger trail events. How do we want to prepare for that circumstance? How will we be, be pre- How will we be prepared? What are we doing in order to be ready for that circumstance? My athletes definitely didn't feel good about thinking this way, but I know they will weather the crisis better if they plan for the fu- for their future constructively, accepting things as they are. We talked about collaborating events, local pods of fun as I called them, possibly organizing self-curated events or trail runs that they can complete solo but put up on a virtual board that they completed. And I'm working on a variety of things that we're going to do within the group of athletes I coach. First 50K, totally possible. First 50 miler, totally possible. There you go. How? Support? It's easy to have someone or people out there that can provide some drops of fuel and hydration. Obviously not getting close to you, but it's out there. Or the proper course where you can manage your own aid stations. And similarly in triathlon, these days everything can be measured, compared, put out up there, and it's legitimate. We can measure our progress. We can see on that 56-mile course or that 13-mile run how we're getting better, stronger, smarter, executing better, etc. There are many ways we can do this, but let's be ready to respond to the circumstance. Kicking out of this time more resilient is also due to us having overcome the obstacles presented. We might hit some serious roadblocks in these months, might have already, but all these are learning opportunities as I've discussed so often on this podcast, especially recently. Not just a bunch of failures. Nobody is looking. (laughs) We're all doing this by ourselves, so it can only be learning. So it was really nothing to be upset about self-judging about. We can learn and and grow tremendously in this time and therefore become more resilient. We are not learning from our mistakes or difficulties due to the virus and this crisis. We are learning and growing within this time, as part of this time. We might not be able to train the same way, but we are quickly learning to master the home gym, strength training, stretch cords, and video instruction for learning. When we kick out of this, we will be more ready to integrate all this with our usual training. We will be better overall athletes for it, not because of this. I've also noticed that some of my athletes are quite talented in training from home and with improvised equipment. So I am working with them on bringing ideas and suggestions to the weekly Zoom call. Is there someone in your training group or surroundings that you identify with that might be able to help you train more effectively at home at this time? Seek them out. As my athletes see how their contribution in training, strength, mindset, and recovery is helpful to the bigger group, and they have all contributed in that respect, it's quite remarkable. So grows our team, our group, our collective resilience. It adds a sense of purpose and support. I look forward to my Zoom calls with the group in order to highlight what we have been learning during this time, and I know it will collectively strengthen us in all three key resilience factors, confidence, disciplined routines, and support. Let's all bounce back stronger 
and more resilient from these difficult and uncertain times. Or I should say, let's emerge. Let's emerge stronger, smarter, better. Well, you just heard me talk a fair amount about that Zoom call. And it was a lot of fun. We had about 33, 34 people on that call. A variety of really good insights and feedback and fun and discussions. So I look forward to having that again this week. We learned a fair amount of what people are doing in these current circumstances. And I must say the energy was so positive and supportive that it really helped a lot of us with regards to what we're doing and how we're doing and where we're going. So the feedback that I received after was also really positive regarding community, regarding seeing how others are doing what they're doing, seeing how they're all not necessarily struggling, but carrying quite a load. We had a variety of people on the call with children and running around in the background. So again, this community and the resolve that they're all showing and their positive mindset and their support and their um, discipline with this entire time is quite remarkable. What comes up a lot, if there is a mindset question, and this is something I've brought up to a few of my athletes, and that is understanding where we are and where we've come from. Now, a lot on this podcast, I talk about where we are and where we're looking to go and what that delta, that difference is and how I coach most athletes where they are, not where they want to be. But currently, we also need to pull the lens back a bit and look at the training we have accomplished and our experiences with that and within them, whether the last six months or six years. Was the value and is your memory of the training dominated by or that time dominated by events or the experiences of daily training and the sensations the health, the vitality, the fitness, the sacrifice, the joy along with that. What are you experiencing? What do you remember? Who have you become on this journey over the last months and years? And what do you remember? Again, do you only remember events? Or is the joy, the daily training, the experiences with that, the unique occasional days where you have this magical feeling of running on air or cycling like the wind or swimming so fluidly through a body of water. Do you remember that or do you only remember events? I agree, events are great, but the experiences during training add up so much more than a one-day event. We have hours and hundreds and hundreds of hours of experiences in training versus a one-day event. So as we're struggling possibly with motivation in this time, ask yourself, would I want these experiences either way of the last weeks and years? I think most of us would answer yes. It is because of those sacrifices and of the daily grind that the experiences of training are magnified. We went through adversity in order to get it done. But that creates experiences, that creates memories. If it were meaningless, we wouldn't remember it the same way. That's why events are so powerful in our memory, because it was a magnified, extremely highlighted experience that we remember because it was quite important to us. 
but all the training stories and um, many experiences that those the training days were that's truly what accumulates way more than one day of training like i was saying it is because of the sacrifices and the daily grind that the experiences of training are magnified if they were not powerful and meaningful and did not come at a time or emotional or family sacrifice would we remember them i know i can remember more training adventures and experiences than races why just because of the accumulation of them whether alone or with others all those little stories add up to an amazing experience how i used to stop for donuts before a ride or how friends and i used to laugh around on long training rides or who rode off into a ditch by mistake because they weren't paying attention or who tripped on a field as we were running in the grass or 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 there's a zillion i'm truly saying a zillion for lack of a better term experiences and memories from training sure there are some great ones from racing and events but the training experiences are what add up and i surely get a daily recharge from my training versus the only occasional big enormous recharge from an event every day i get a little hit with the training experience and journey if i had to wait months in some cases years let's say if you're an olympic athlete to get the hit one huge hit of one event i'm not sure what kind of athlete i would be but because of our daily hit our daily opportunity to recharge ourselves with training and that journey and that experience that is maybe why we do this and as we pull the lens back and look at the training we have done it's worth recognizing that i'll win the health and fitness lottery and do the annual payout versus the lump sum i like to say i'd rather get 20 years of monthly payouts the health and fitness lottery than just get one big lump sum in the future I've received a few questions over the last few days that I wanted to share on the podcast. Some people have been asking me what bike they should be cycling with, whether it's now or in general, it's a good question and understanding the setup and balance between the two. Being on our road bike and our tri bike shouldn't be that dramatically different. And as I'm going through setups with a variety of my athletes they are sending me videos of their cycling position, I'm noticing that many athletes are set up completely different on their tri bike than they are on their road bike. And some of you might be shaking your head right now, like, of course I'm set up differently on my road bike than my tri bike. Other than your body being shifted forward and leaning and settled into a more forward position, your hip angles and the way you cycle from the hip down shouldn't be that dramatically different. Because of the angles and because you're further forward, you're also positioned more forward to fall forward onto the drops, onto the pads. But if you were to take that angle and gently shift it more upright and balanced, your pedal stroke and the angles should be about the same. You should not have to force yourself, scrunch yourself into a triathlon position. And so therefore, that's a, this is a good time to understand the balance between the two. I'll tell you, there are very few 
Tour de France cyclists who spend a lot of time in the TT position. There's a few, of course, who are specialists. But the setup in the TT position isn't from the hips down that dramatically different than their road position. The force and torque and how they're pushing down on a road position versus slightly back in a TT position is only because, again, they're tilted forward. But if you tilt that back upright again, it's a very similar force geometry. Now, of course, keep in mind also, they're in the TT position for maybe 12, 30, 40 minutes, and they're not running afterwards. So there's some other nuances there that we don't want to overlook. But in general, you ask any professional cyclist, for them to just plop into the TT position and generate similar force and power and wattage is not something they need to practice and get used to. Their body just naturally falls into that position on the bike. That's how they're set up by their fitters based off of tilting forward or then sitting back again. That's number one. And secondly, this is a great time to ride your road bike more. We don't have a sense of urgency with regards to triathlon training. It's a good time to work on your road biking and skills as well as relax and enjoy the cycling and get the aerobic benefit with the same motion with regards to pedal stroke, working on pedal stroke efficiency and cadences and so forth. Road bike allows that to happen a lot easier versus with your head down grinding away as I see many triathletes doing on the roads these days. Sit up, relax, enjoy your surroundings, exhale, take in the aerobic aspect of road cycling, knowing that it is helping your triathlon cycling for sure, working on cadence, working on clean, equally powered pedal circles. This is a great time to, once again, work on that limiter. 80s cadence or higher is a great time to practice that. For much lower than 80s, we're wasting power and we're grinding too much on the, on the pedals. If we're above 90, we're probably overspinning a little bit. So the sweet spot is the 80s. And you might say, well, how can you generally say that? Well, just it is for some people a higher cadence, 88 to 92. For others, a lower, more powerful cadence, let's say they have longer legs, it might be 80 to 84, but it always revolves around the 80s. Anyway, something to keep in mind and how to balance our road biking and triathlon biking in this current environment. I also recommend for a lot of people from a safety standpoint, you put your triathlon bike on the trainer at home and you spend the time there in the position and relaxed and riding away and you don't have to look at traffic and you don't have to look up as much. You do want to get used to looking up because it also strengthens your neck muscles and your shoulders for that time for the future. But overall, it's safer. And then when you're out on the roads, you can relax into a road bike posture that has you scanning more and in more control and safer versus a triathlon bike. Something to keep in mind. One of the many things coming up on not only the Zoom call last week, but in general from a variety of my athletes is their own self-curated events. Um, They're starting to think about what they can do and not be dependent something outside of their control 
on events and postponements and cancellations and rescheduling. So a lot of them are thinking of self-curated events. And if you have questions regarding that, send me an email or send me a note and I'm gladly discuss here on how we can go through that or how you can maybe put together the logistics for that. But one of my athletes is planning to run a marathon on the track. Yes, some of you might have just have laughed out loud or shook your head, but he hasn't done a marathon in many years. He can do it socially distant. He can control his environment. He can have aid stations and everything there at the track for what he needs without going to his car too far or veering off track. He can manage his pace. And it's one day we can mentally do that for one day. He can switch directions if he needs to after he stops for a moment to get a drink of water or fuel and they'll go, then go the other direction. A unique time to use an empty track, for example. One of my athletes is planning to run their age on their birthday. I love that. He turns 38 on October 5th. So he's going to run 38 miles on October 5th. So we're getting ready for that. Little things like that, where you create something for yourself that's meaningful on the far edge of what you deemed possible. It is so important in this time to have that lure out there, to have that focus, right? And staying connected to um, something in the future that is exciting for you. Now, again, you've heard me talk about how we should enjoy the journey and the daily training and the value in that, but there's nothing wrong with having a future desired outcome that you want to execute and work towards and measure yourself towards and uh, validate all the hard work you've put in. That's all part of this process and part of any journey. Any journey has check-in points. And your self-curated event might be that. I have other athletes talking about FKTs, fastest known times. The beauty of an FKT is that you can define the fastest known time with the parameters you like to, right? Um, you could be in your neighborhood on local um, non-state park or national park trails that you do your personal fastest loop on or fastest distance, uh, furthest distance on. There's so many ways we can curate our own events, cycling, swimming, so forth. All these things can be done. And there's a variety of ideas, obviously, out there. We talked about it a little bit last week. Many opportunities to display the fitness and the work we've done. I got an email another email from an athlete last week that said, just wanted to reach out and say that this was the most enjoyable strength session I've ever had. Despite the circumstances, having filled a backpack full of rocks from the backyard for the get-ups, keg lifts, and good mornings, I thoroughly enjoyed the session by my patio and after flying, he's a pilot, eight hours today. It's amazing that the most rudimentary and simple things and movements bring the most joy. Just wanted to share that with you. So fun to see that. And also, again, like I mentioned earlier, many of us thrive in this environment of doing something different. It creates 
diversity, it creates ingenuity, it creates creativeness. And again, we feel different muscle groups and are having fun with that. And it will kick us out on the other side stronger, being able to add, integrate, um, absorb this stuff when we add our regular training and abilities and time and groups and training partners back in. And feeling that sense of connection and power will be something we will smile about. Well, this week was supposed to be the start of the AIMP Spring Training Camp. Obviously, that has been canceled slash postponed, although postponed would mean I would know when there would be a future date, but we will have it. But with that, I also was thinking how we could still have some sort of value out of this time window. And I was thinking of an AIMP virtual camp. So what does an AIMP virtual camp maybe look like? Well, what I would like to do, and I will talk to those athletes that are signed up for the camp, that I'd like to work with all of them through the benefit for all of you on the things we would have done at camp. I would like to help them with their cycling form via video and improve their cadence and their pedal stroke and their setup. I would like to help them with their running form via striking, posture, stride length, and so forth via video and share with all of you. I would like to help them with swimming via stretch cords, via video, and give them input and pulling and channel and workouts and share it with all of you. I would like to have some sort of training day analysis on how they rode and wattages and what that means. Basically all the things we would be doing at camp, but doing it virtually and sharing here for all of you as well. They will get, of course, the individual input and benefit, but for all of you to see and feel what we would have been doing at camp. We always do do some sort of swim analysis and video analysis and input and education. We always do some sort of bike and run analysis and form analysis and video analysis. We always do a training day download and what could have been done better and how we fueled and hydrated and nutrition analysis and ride analysis with regards to wattages and fueling and when the wattage and the power fell off and heart rate elevated and when we stop fueling and what happened to the body. We always have an athlete's mindset discussion, and I'd like to have a few athletes contribute how they've applied the athlete's mindset, and I would have them do that at camp, whether it's anonymously or speaking in our small group at dinner or in the download sessions that we have every evening. I would like to do that here too, and I have a few ideas in mind there on how to share that. We would do a food and nutrition intake with Emily and nutrition um, analysis as well. So I would like to add that to this. We would talk about transitions and the process around it and how to practice it as well as to visualize it and prepare for it so that again, we can find a few minutes on those two, two transitions in a race, in a triathlon. I mean, that's a fair amount, two transitions, maybe a minute and a half to two minutes at each one, that's five free minutes. That saves us a lot of swim time. <laughs> Just think if you could take five minutes or three minutes off of your 70.3 time and you wouldn't have to swim more, but you can find three minutes. And of course, 
find more minutes on the biking and running, but free, a free five minutes like that, you'd take it. As well as setting up your morning transitions and timing, we would discuss that, how you get to an event and what you want to look for and do. We want to talk about cadence and cycling and running and strength and sleep, all the things we would discuss at camp. I would like to have a special podcast later this week or next week where I will break that down and you all get to sort of see and feel and observe and hear and learn what we would be doing at camp and what those inputs and feedbacks would be, feedbacks, what that feedback would be. So I look forward to offering that. And of course, it's great because the athletes themselves that would have attended are getting the benefit and all of you are getting the benefit as well. And finally this week, I'm looking for help, maybe a challenge. I'd like to give away some AIM jerseys, especially in this environment, in this time. But with that, because I've designed the jersey, I would love some help with designing a hat, a baseball hat, sort of a trucker hat. And I would love some help with designing a running top. I'm sure there's plenty of you listening that have talents around this or have some awesome, valuable input. So here's what I'd like to do. If you would like to help me submit ideas for a trucker hat, a running tee, like a tech tee, or both, I would like to reimburse you with some free coaching for, let's say, if that's the design I use, that I would surely like to give you three months or so of free coaching for whatever event you're getting ready for. And maybe if you're not getting ready for an event, some strength training or some other type of coaching so that it's worth your time and, of course, the benefit of my time for a cool design that you have all the community have submitted and taken part in designing. To review, I would love some help with designing a trucker hat, a running tech tee, and in exchange for the winning design, I'm looking to give away a free quarter of coaching. So what does that mean with uh, the winning design? Well, I'm looking to still have the AIMP logo integrated in the tech tee for sure as well as the trucker hat. Maybe, maybe the trucker hat is not AIMP. Maybe it's just the Weekly Word podcast and you have some ideas around that. I'm open to it all. For those of you that are submitting some fun ideas, I would also randomly like to give away a cycling jersey. And if you're not a cycling jersey (laughs) person and you don't cycle, I think what we should do is that when you've submitted some of your not some of your your designs, you should get one of those tech tees and those final hats as well. Free of charge, of course. I will send it to you and keep the people's emails that have submitted designs and therefore um, send you some free product on the other side. So that's what I'd like to do. So I'd hope or I'm hoping that you all in this community will take part and see some value in it because it's your outcome as well, and that we again have something that we look back upon this time and think about a fun thing we all took part in and kicked out of this with a direct, tangible, physical result of 
our community. I will keep it short again this week. Thank you so much for listening. As we've talked about, stay healthy, stay fit, and stay positive.